I'm excited, but a little bit stressed. guys welcome back to the crept Chief podcast today we're back with another great podcast and a very 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 special guest tom exton aka tg he's one of our business partners and um it's been an absolute pleasure to know you mate you've helped our business massively and um i think we'll just go straight into it how do we know you tom and um how did crept chief come about so we actually i had a little retail business with a mate a few years ago uh a pal called aaron which who we know um and we effectively just had a small resale business we had an instagram account back of it about 10 11 000 followers and we ended up selling the page aaron and i couldn't get our head around um reliable people bringing Mm. in the stock yeah so it's all young kids isn't it so it was a faff and yeah and obviously you know i'm 58 years old and i I just couldn't be bothered with it so sacked it off you boys bought the brand and bought the instagram account actually uh 1500 quid big business going on over here (laughs) whoa yeah um and we kind of we got chatting, and actually, when I met you guys, I think in the in a prep, were you guys even there? I think it was different. Yeah, different. Yeah, it, was, it was. Tom I met and you Will. a few months before that, but then yeah, we met Tom and Will in um, London. Yeah. Yeah. So we met up in a prep or whatever it was, and basically, I I just kind of probed you. I said, like, "How how are you getting hold of all this stuff?" Because I had no idea, really. I mean, I went into reselling, but I actually, had yeah. No idea. She was only buying reselling items at this point, so you understood the concept, but you didn't know how to get the items. You so was we, into fashion as well, weren't it? As well, like you bought, you spent a load of money on some shit as well, like utter crap, yeah. <laughs> utter crap. I've started trying to come away from that now, but I still <laughs> buy crap. Um, but we we had a website whereby we had one of the one of the lads who was constantly updating the prices. Where we actually held no stock at yeah. all. Yeah, all on um, consignment. And then when someone, yeah, all on consignment. Um, and we had a pain in the ass actually trying to get uh, the payment platform to, to actually work. Yeah, to make it understand. Because well, yeah. we didn't have any stock, so we couldn't yeah. set up a payment provider. Complete nightmare. So we sacked it off, sold the account to you. But I was trying to work out how you got hold of so much stuff. You taught me about cooking groups. And then I said, you know. Didn't they hold like 60, 70 grand or something? Shopify. Yeah, so we, we launched with, with Crep Chief on Boxing Day. And we, uh, yeah, they, they held 60, 70,000 pounds worth of money. So what did you have? Did you have like, so did you just have no stock at that point when you started Crep Chief? You just literally started up, you know, you were saying that you were just like buying and selling these shoes and then you just went out and sourced them. Is that how it works? Yeah, basically. We, we would have everything available yeah. on the site. Someone goes in, bang, 500 quid for a pair of whatever it was. Uh-huh. And then we'd go and source them for 400. Easy mm. peasy. But we yeah. held no stock. But what we did, we launched the website. People bought so much stuff. Yeah. And then the money got held, and we needed that money, money to, to cash flow to, okay. to go and buy the stock. Mm. Uh, it was a complete, complete nightmare. Yeah, uh, and we actually launched it with a deposit-based system as well. It, it was a weird system, wasn't it? You it was even collection odd. and stuff in London, weren't you? In that? Yeah, and it should have worked, but yeah. it didn't because uh, the payment provider had enough. Yeah, wow. They, they threw a fit. So. so, do you think it would have worked if that payment provider didn't throw a fit? Or for a time, yeah, potentially. But I think I, I've got so much on. I'm so disorganized. Mm. Aaron's got a million and one things running, um, and the guy we were actually working with, who sources the trainers, um, was uh, yes, yeah, Wally. So <laughs> uh, none of the elements worked. Yeah. Basically, it was a good idea in, in theory. So we sold the Instagram account to. to it you just was guys. put in practice by. People who hadn't had any experience in that kind of no field, clue. Yeah. I just smelt the money and I thought this is great. Let's like, the, money even now, the concept still makes sense. Like, well, yeah. personal shopping is still obviously a massive thing. Um, but I wanted to do that on mass, yeah. just yeah. on a website whereby it was just very little in, just set up a site, which Aaron did. 
um, just business partner, yeah. no money in at all, literally yeah. nothing. And then, you know, a young lad who was sourcing the trainers, um, but he was obviously sourcing them on cooking groups, which yeah. is then what There's you guys a, educate yeah. me about. There's a, a massive things like WhatsApp groups as well. So like you yeah. just drop a message into a WhatsApp group, who's got this, boom, go and collect mm-hmm. it off Yeah, that was literally it. But we realized that we needed several people because, you know, hundreds of pairs of yeah. trainers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we closed the site as soon as the whole payment got locked. Um, managed to get refunds to everyone and just kind of sacked it off. And then, but we had a really strong brand at that point. Yeah, there'd been months of hype. So um, you guys bought that fifteen hundred quid. That's how mm-hmm. it was born. Built an um, investment. Yeah, uh, one of the greatest investments we've ever made for sure. Well, I didn't even make it. It was just literally Will, Tom, and Brad who made that investment, and I came down along further down the line. But you know, you can't go wrong. Fifteen hundred quid, a nice little brand like that with eleven thousand followers. And I don't know why we even sold the account because it's not like Aaron and I needed 700 yeah, quid each or 500 yeah. quid, whatever it was each. Um, I think was it, it was you, Aaron mentioned it to you that we had this account with 10,000 followers on it and you guys were in the resale yeah. game so you thought, yeah, we'll snaffle that. Because so, we thought we'd be the best personal shoppers. We've said it multiple times like, about the company. Like We thought we would be the best personal shoppers because all the personal shoppers yeah. was buying stock from us. So like Crep Soccer today that we've been to used to buy stock from Tom yeah. all the time. So it was just like, we'll, we'll just buy it and we'll do it like, Instead mm-hmm. of selling our stuff to other people to sell on, we'll just completely cut that because yeah. we're getting them at the best price and then we can sell them at the best price. So did you originally plan on buying that account to then basically do the equivalent of the same, or everything on consignment yeah. or just yeah. have so personal? A massive, yeah, it was a lot on consignment for us, but um, a massive thing is, well, at the time, um, if you were in London, you like you was waiting days for stuff. Like yeah. if you was in London, you could go and pick it up within an hour. But like, if not, you'd have to rely on someone to be able to ship the product up to yeah. Manchester yeah. for us to authenticate it, to then send it back out to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like in London, you can have a you can have the whole deal done in two hours. Where if you're up here in Manchester, it might take you two days. Like, yeah. So it was a difficulty for us. We always had the idea though when we bought the page that if it doesn't work, we'll turn it into a cut group. But yeah. we did go for the personal shopping route first. It's very difficult to scale though. The personal shopper yeah, Everyone yeah. has a personal shopping page as well now. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. Like, There's so many. And, and you got to try to compete with stores now like Crepes Locker. Yeah. yeah. Like Who are also holding stock and you can ship it out straight yeah. away. And you know. With with cooking groups like CTN, you know, some of those are now personal shoppers. Some of the members, yeah, they're running their own personal shopping businesses. So, yeah. you know, it was only a matter of time before someone built a huge cooking group and then you know yeah. the market yeah. completely flooded and like in, in in making ccn we've probably created so many other personal shoppers like yeah. the amount of people in ccn who are buying trainers who have got that instagram page being personal shoppers you know sourcing things here and there is is a is a, there's a lot of people and it's a very it's a good little business to get into and yeah. it's like how these guys started as well you know sourcing things for other people it's an easy way to just you know buy low sell high Exact same yeah. principle as CCM, but like I was a customer of like personal shoppers yeah, as well, 100%. not like kind of that formally. Us, but yeah, us. I was buying stuff of you guys. I couldn't be bothered to wait for things to drop. I, I didn't know when things would drop. I was just <clears> concentrating on yeah. stuff, and yeah, I was just happy to pay over the odds just to get stuff ASAP. Yeah, really, um, massively, massively. I'm the same now. Like I won't, I won't go online and like enter the raffles personally myself. I would no. rather pay that um, I, extra. But and I think you reach a point. It, it's not well. Some actually quite a lot of the time it's laziness from my part because I can't actually be bothered, but. I think sometimes when people are busy and they're kind of they're earning all right money and they're spending half a day trying to save a hundred pounds on a pair of trainers, actually they're better off just yeah. doing their thing, earning their money, and then just using a convenient Literally. service and actually spending that hundred pounds actually frees up half a day 
actually a quid in a lot of the time. So that 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 explains the concept pretty well, to be fair. Because uh, like, there's loads of stuff that people are like. Why would someone pay six hundred pound for a PS Five? Like the four hundred fifty. Because to some like, people, money they just don't care. Time like, is worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. You know, their time is worth way yeah, more. Hundred percent. And for somebody who doesn't know how to get a PS Five to learn how to get a PS Five, it's probably going to take them half a day, if yeah. not a full day. So for for this and like you know, think how much half a day or full day costs somebody. They may as well just pay the hundred pound over, mm. get on with the day, get the PS Five. I did it with a moon swatch the other day. I had yeah. a very good example of that, actually. A, uh, a well-known uh, internet person yeah. um, queued up for three days. Really? The chap's a millionaire. He queued up for three days to get moon swatches. Yeah. Still reselling, at, by the way, people. At retail price. For three days. Swatches. Did you get one? I did, but I paid overs to someone. Yeah. Just He just brought it to... I was actually at my mate's house. He just brought it to my door. Uh, paid well over the odds. Paid. How much did you pay for it? Go on. 800 quid. 800 quid? What's the retail on him? I actually don't know the retail. I can't remember. I think either. it might be like. It's a swatch though. Two, 205, <laughs> yeah, 210, something, something like that. But I thought, you know what, they, they might were going do. going for like 1500 quid on the initial release, weren't yeah. they? Like, they like, were. Like, and I think now there's a. In people's minds, there's an infinite supply that's about to drop. But yeah. I don't think, from a strategic point of view, Amiga, they're not going to want half a million people wearing plastic speedies. No, mm. definitely not. So I think there's going to be a small online drop and then that's going to be it. And then they will be two, three grand, maybe. Or they may just pump loads. But either way, worst case, I spent 600 quid too much, which not ideal. But you got but it I'd early. be fuming. But so, I got in early and I got yeah. it wave it around on Instagram. That's got to be worth something, surely. For sure. And people are still <laughs> queuing up today. I was reading the chats through in CCN yesterday and people was on about the day have been queuing up as well. Yeah. Like their ADs, people like that because like people are getting deliveries but people are still not being able to get them in store. And um, in CCN, we are actually monitoring the actual swatch drop. So when it does drop online, everyone will get notified and we'll all be able to buy. There was like a, there was like a little test ping the other day because they listed like a new, vo- a new watch, very similar, and that one came through but we didn't. It was like, nah, deleted that. But... It's definitely coming very We've soon. We've got the monitors. So if you're a member of CCN, you'll, you'll be hearing up the moon swatches. Yep. Because they won't just drop them at a certain time. They'll just go live. Mm. And unless you're sat refreshing yeah. the website throughout the night, you're not going to know. So. Pressing yeah. F5. And even then, even when they drop initially, they'll restock them again. And, you know, vice versa. You know, yeah. they'll keep dropping more and more and more. And you'll need a monitor at that point to cop them. Or, you know... You're not really in luck. Otherwise, you got to go queue up at the store, which you is probably even have no more. luck anyway because yeah. there'll not be that much stock, and we've got that many members that will probably just clean stock. So yeah, we'll clear them out. But th- that's what I was saying to the chap. I said you queued up for three days. I know I can roughly work <laughs> out where you earn a year. Like that watch yeah. has cost you fifteen grand. Literally, like you're taking three days off work or whatever it is. And he had a couple of you know, members of staff with him and stuff queuing up with him as well. <laughs> like, just pay overs, mate. They were, yeah. they were what four hundred quid on StockX. Yeah, they would, they would, some, of the, some of the different variations, like the less favoured ones are a bit cheaper, but yeah, literally, for, for people like that, it's no brainer, you know, let your, let the resellers do their bit, let them buy them and then just buy them off them for resale. This lad who actually I bought off, he had three of them. I said, well, how how are you getting three of them? How is this working? Have you, have you nicked them or what's happened? <laughs> he had actually paid homeless people to queue up. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Which I thought fair. was quite smart, people, to be fair. It's a classic um, trick. The lads have done that before. Is that a good trick? I see, I'm it's learning. A trick. We've I done that pa- before. Yeah, Perfect. For sneakers and stuff like that. And in Manchester, you just stand there, so 20 quid go in there, buy these shoes. Really? Yeah, builders, yeah. anyone, you know, yeah, anyone you find about on the street. These lads, are, these lads are paying 20 quid just yeah. for us going in the store. <laughs> really? Is that yeah, work? Yeah, but that, that's sometimes how it can work. And especially like some past jobs that we've been to, we've had to like whip on disguises, things like that. We've been into like shops, buying caps, putting glasses on, putting them on backwards just to go in and get another pair. Literally seeing the exact same thing this week. I can't remember what it was with. I think it was with PS5s. One guy that I'd been to get him from Smith's and he was like, Come out, put a Smith's cap on, change me dunks, and went back in, got another one. But really? it's literally, and that's like things that, you know, 
like, and like, like Tom was on about the other day on the podcast, you know, in reselling, when you're actually a reseller, there's so many things you can just jig. Like, you can just, like, put a different t-shirt on, put a different cap on, mm-hmm. you know, just work, fiddle your way around it. And it was like with them off-right remotes that these lads copped, you know, there's all these, like, little methods and techniques you can use to, like, grab multiples of these items, even if they are quite strict on letting people yeah, buy multiples. Person. There's always a way. Always. Unless, unless, unless it's a scan. Yeah, unless it's scanned. It's like when I buy a car and I only have it for an afternoon, but I make out like I've had it for three months. I'll change t-shirts between the videos (laughs) and wear a cap. Not that I'd ever do such a thing, obviously, but you you could. That'd be classed as a jig. Is that jigging? Yeah, it's jigging. Okay, there we go. That's what it's known as in the industry. That's the industry term. Okay, fine. (laughs) Excellent. You got a four by four, you did that with, didn't you? (laughs) No comment. Anyway, so that's how we know you, Tom, and that's how, well, I think from there, I think we should talk about both. So we just talked about like how, you know, how you started Crep Chief and things like that. So following on from there, we paid, well, these guys paid £1,500 for the page. I came on later down the business. Um, and from there, they tried to run a personal shopping business, didn't you? Yeah, and it didn't, five months we tried yeah, it. Didn't well, we, really we tried so well. it up until the following December, so we was running it concurrently, we was doing CCN and the Crep Chief as yeah. a personal shopping page. But then we dropped it in the December. Yeah, and you've run into similar issues as Tom as well. We like sorting stuff, things like that. It's yeah. very like l- hard work. It like it wasn't the like we had the access to it, like get that kind of stock. Like you, we had, it was in the what's the most favourable WhatsApp groups you could be in. Yeah. Boom. Who's got this? Yep. Sweet. No problem. But then it's like oh, I've not shipped it out today. Sorry. Yeah. And now I've, oh, I've got to go back to my client and tell him I've got to wait. You got to wait another day. It's just um, ag, and then people asking you where their stuff yeah. is and arrangements and logistics and just bad news. Yeah, Royal Mail. Just no. Uh, it's so hard to scale I think where the idea when when I said to you guys why don't we just have thousands of people in a cooking group like I'd had some success with LDNM and it was just digital products it was yeah. an information product and I realised you can just infinitely scale yeah. those you yeah. know, you've got pay limited stock yeah. yeah there's there's no logistics really it's literally just digital if the internet's working then you know you're yeah, people you're are on, you're in, yeah. and it's 24-7. You know, people are buying in the middle of the night. You don't need to send stuff out after mm. a bank holiday. There's not hell. Um, so, yeah, that's like kind of where that came from. Someone especially just buy in and jump straight into the platform at 3 a.m. in the morning. A recurring revenue product as well, recurring revenue yeah. business mm. is just, that's just, it's unbelievable. Mm. One of the best business models for sure. Because But even then, it's like... You know, as long as your product works, as long as people are interested in your working product, then, you know, people are going to stay signed up and it's, it, it does work. As long as your business works and, you know, if your business doesn't work, then you shouldn't be in business. You know, as long as your product works, you know, people are going to keep paying and, you know, vice versa. And That's what I always hear. People there. say, oh, you know, why, why would I sign up? Does it actually work? I say, well, it's been going for th- yeah. years. Like, our business is making people money. If mm. they don't make money, we don't. they yeah, don't stay and pay us. 100%. So we need to make sure they're earning multiples of their membership fee otherwise it doesn't work we literally. don't have a business I, I, I'm going to get abused literally I'm gonna just, be, I'm gonna get everybody on your back if that was the case and now you boys as well we look, like, yeah, yeah. Look, we look at like the lifespan of like some of the forex guys and the crypto guys yeah. and stuff like that like they don't, they only, they're only around for like six months betting tipsters yeah. all this yeah. kind only of stuff very brief they, periods they can you know hoik a load of cash out of a load of idiots for you know three to six months and then they have to go into hiding mm literally and um, but then it's like with crep chief you know it's a very good point it's not something that i've actually necessarily thought about before it's like all these forex people and all these like tipsters you know where are they now they're non-existent but we've been doing this literally for like oh, three years now they won't and... do meetups or yeah, like you no. know you guys get recognized when you go around the place you've just done a meetup at literally. crep soccer 
you know, it's not the sort of thing that I mean, I wouldn't turn up. Have I been scamming people? No for three way. Years? Yeah. And you probably have people turning decked. up with bad, you know, with bad things to say, yeah, like, because you've been scamming them. But it's literally nothing like that here. And it's a very good point, you know. And it just shows like how proven this business model is. The fact that we're still here today and we're still expanding and we're still working on it. The YouTube, um, our, our YouTube social channel helps with it massively as well because like people like we can't fake like making that kind of content every single week we have to actually be doing yeah. something every single week we have to be buying stuff all the time like you see it on videos like boom and people want to see we bought this yeah. boom we've sold it like people want to see how the actual inner workings work you know how it goes from buying a product to arriving at your house to list it on ebay and then wait until it sells and then shipping it out people want to see that whole step and understand that the whole thing works you know it's not like we faked it like it's no. like you can see there like there's videos where we've literally like shown the ebay sold listings where like i've shown you like listing the product and then literally when it sells been like right we're back again and you know i'm showing you that it's sold and all these vice versa things it's like it's just so much social proof and for like anybody listening if you've not like checked out all our old videos i definitely recommend checking them out yeah, just like confused. watching how it works because someone, it, someone come to our tiktok the other day, didn't it? Saying like PS5s don't resell anymore, and we literally had a screenshot on that TikTok. <laughs> yeah, literally on that TikTok, the guy was just completely it. blind. It's and so it was like sales at re- eBay. Retail. You can go on completed listings. Literally you sold. can. See it's green. Mm. It literally says sold, and you can just go down yeah. the page. Scroll like it couldn't Hundreds be any more obvious. All the time, but there's always gonna be idiots. Always, there's That's always haters and that people who think like you know doesn't necessarily work because it does. And like what we were saying before, you know, it comes back down to it's too good to be true. You know, it, mm. it does sound too good to be when we're like, oh, well, you pay us thirty pound a month, and basically what we'll do is we'll basically teach you and tell you how to buy these products when you can buy them, so you can sell them on for a profit and how to do everything up until that point. And say. So, but I'm paying you £30 a month. It just doesn't make sense to some people. And I always hear, uh, well, why aren't you guys doing it on a bigger scale? I mean, you are. I mean, I, I've, I've been to your yeah. house. <laughs> up to the ceiling. Literally. I mean, you can't buy 10,000 PS5s. It's just impossible. Like, you can't. You hoover up as much as you guys can. I mean, I've done some reselling, but I, I actually can't be bothered with it a lot of the yeah. time, which is terrible. I've, I'm just <laughs> useless. I end up with bad feedback. So, are you doing like reselling in the nature of other things, like you said, you know, with like other products, you know, things that you might be like buying to sell to flip on, like down the lines, things like that. It's definitely like, not watches. Definitely not. Definitely watches. Cars, though, I've I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. I've, I flip cars. You know, anyone that's had a load of cars probably be lying if they said they hadn't done it at least once. Yeah. Well, mm. even then, you might buy one, intend on keeping it, and then you don't want to keep time it anymore. Comes, yeah. And the time comes to sell it, and it's well, well it's you, gone up ten grand, and you're like, yeah, well, you, you get it sometimes, and you think actually there's forty k in that, mm. and I don't love it that much. Yeah, yeah, you can go, mate. It's like no one's probably expecting. Well, I personally wasn't expecting the new Range Rover to be going for so much on others. Like it's like thirty, forty over. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. The Range Rover, there's just so much demand. You know, your your housewives want it, your footballers want it, your drug dealers want it, your you know your influencers want yeah, it um, your city it. boys want it it's a car for everyone isn't it really everyone wants the range over it never really used to be like that but everyone like everyone's obsessed with four by fours yeah. and that it's just iconic and i think it's just mm. in a place where it's like the 911 like everyone yeah. wants a 911 yeah. on the whole it's um, the be- one of the best cars never over three four years after coming out the urus that's been over stupid since day well. one literally throughout a recession an urus has been in uh, overs throughout and they've made thousands i know i know some people that have had four five of them what just like same dealer just yeah just check new one every six months pocket the cash go again new <laughs> one six months pocket the cash go again. dealer takes the car Mate, you must be basically paying his finance for the car at that point each time he flips it every six yeah. months you must be just like it's li- free you yeah. paid off all the interest and like insurance and everything um mental i had an urus for obviously i had it ages months and yeah. months and months i did i didn't flip it the same day 
PS5s in the next year will probably be at the end of their lifespan in terms of reselling. And um, it's, it's coming up for a PS6. Yeah, no, <laughs> we are coming <laughs> to the PS6 these days. But for people out there who aren't part of this yet, you know, I feel like we need to stress, you know, take advantage now while the PS5 hype is still going. You know, while it's still the most demanded product of the last two years, you know, get involved and start buying and probably the most demanded product like by consumers yeah no i've never seen a more demanded product like the amount like they they sell so fast and like it's literally insane how fast they sell and i think that's just been an absolute blessing for ccn is that you know that these two massive items come out that was just been staple pieces but one thing i've seen over my time reselling is there's always things to resell there's never a period where there's nothing you know there's sneakers clothing random little bits and bobs it's like so we've had these batman hr row cards recently which is basically they're like um trading cards but they're also tied to nfts and they literally you buy them for 110 pounds sell them for 350 pound and they was they was easy to get at first um but now they've like probably like dwindled off and now they're like the restocks drying out but it's just like that there's just always things to buy and sell like and there's the PS5, never not the ps5 um situation is just insane like if you if you want to make some like a couple of hundred extra pound a month just click on the ps5 restocks in the ccn and yeah that's literally like that's it you want to make a couple extra hundred pound a month all you have to do is literally just click the link on the ccn when it restocks put it on ebay boom gone Buy them, sell them. A few hundred pound a month yeah. extra. I think that's going to be even more important as we go into increased living costs and you know things getting a lot tighter for a lot mm. of people. Especially this last month, a lot of the uh, living costs have just gone up. I mean, the flat hot, hot yeah. houses and homes even, and know, stuff. A few hundred quid it will be enough to get a lot of people out of some really tight spots. Yeah. Um, it, pay, just it pays a mortgage on some houses, three, four hundred quid, five hundred yeah, quid. Yeah, hundred like. percent. You know, your extra fuel bills, your electricity bill, your mortgage going up a little bit with interest rates. Uh, you know, that extra two, three hundred quid a, a month can be the difference between actually decreasing your living standards quite Literally. heavily or d- making the difference between putting the heating on or not. Um, Literally. And you don't need to know anything. You know, what you've just said about Batman something cards, I have no idea what you're just Literally. talking about. But the key with, with Crypto Chief Notify is that Joe Blogs, someone that has... I'm pretty clueless about a lot of stuff like that. I've got no yep. idea. Graphics cards, don't know what that is. The key, I think, is you don't even really need to know what you're reselling. No, you you just need to make sure it arrives. You need to make sure you put it online and sell it, and you make sure you send it out. You don't really need to know yeah. what's even you don't in even the box. Need, don't even need to think about why it's reselling. If we tell you it's reselling, it's reselling. That's literally That's it. Literally. <laughs> it's not a case you just get put on this platform and you've got to decide what to resell and you know think of stuff. The whole Side point is, price or anything. it's just done for you. Just yeah. if you've got a bit of spare cash, you know, fifty quid a week, hundred quid a week. You know, some some of the big boys they're spending ten, twenty grand a month on stuff. To yeah, yeah, and some people are spending, you know, ten, twenty quid a week. You know, it's completely different, and it's mm. all down to whatever budget. It can you want. fit to like every like some people just do it yeah. full time. Some people do it just on weekends. Someone might yeah. look at it once a month or whatever. Like they might turn the notifications off for two weeks and then turn them back on at the end of the month if they just need an extra couple hundred or. Yeah, Whatever. and I think that was highlighted today as well. That some of the people that came along, it's fair to say, it was a really wide range. Yeah, of we were talking about that outside, weren't some, we? Some young lads, some older guys, some with really kind of high-end professional backgrounds, some with kind of actually no employment whatsoever. Literally. Just that they were literally just doing that. Some were making thousands a month. Some were making a couple hundred quid a month. Some people um, just started things yeah, like some that. Some just people just up. doing it for fun. Like they yeah. just like they just want the latest stuff as well. Like, yeah, yeah, and some people just, yeah, literally just doing it so they mm. don't just so they don't have to pay overs on things. Mm. Literally. Uh, it's that's, cool a ma- that's a massive yeah. thing, especially for like the sneakers and stuff like a lot of people. So like when when we initially launched CCN the first time in June, um, we became good friends with like a lot of the members because it was so small and niche. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them stuck around and some of them are still a staff at um, the company. Amazing. Um, so we asked them like, why was you join? Why, why did you join initially? And they yeah. all, 
all of them can pretty much say that they joined just because they wanted to get sneakers at retail price. Really? Mm. Which is very interesting. And I feel like it's just that a was, massive That was, market. for me, why I got into it, because I wanted to just have the latest like sneakers and clothing and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I think these lot got into it through just for the monetary, but yeah, I think I think there's I think there's two sizes. There's the people who are doing it because they're into hype clothing, hype sneakers, and they're into things like that, and they're PS5. into reselling. You know, people. Some people got it just to get a PS Five and then sold stayed, one, and yeah. then st- and they started selling them and then they stayed. Yeah. And then there's also these people who I think we have got a majority of it's entrepreneurs, people who don't want to be stuck in the trap, and just want to make money for themselves, make money on their own back, and learn about business and things like that. And like yeah. CCN is the perfect stepping stone for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it works so well with your audience, Tom, yeah. because that's who you are. You're an entrepreneur. You've done all these things, and everybody who followed you, you know, a lot of your following. Ah, like people who are interested in entrepreneurs or, yeah. you know, just interested in that kind of life. And I feel that's why it works so well. It was like a, an opportunity for them to basically access their hobby and access their passion in a way that's not, never been done before. Yeah, Some of the success definitely. stories are crazy of like people like, like we was having a conversation the other day when we were saying literally like it is a perfect stepping stone into the world of business. Perfect stepping stone. Like it's so simple. You don't have to go and find the products. We tell you the products, you buy it and then you sell it and then you start making money and then you start understanding the process. And now you've got clients and customers, etc. And yeah. then if you're doing the sneakers, you probably you probably start your own page. Yeah. And then you know you now you have a business when you start your own page and you set it up. And I think it's definitely something that you guys have experienced. You doing one thing you never know where that will lead which doors it will open me 100%. starting that that reselling page with, with aaron all that time ago mm. i would never have dreamed that you know three four years down the line and you know however much we turn over since then that would that would have been the case yeah. you never know and you can never predict that so my best advice would be just throw yourself into stuff because yeah. you have absolutely no well, idea where we, it we did it like we, we was resellers reselling stuff with using like groups like way back and then we started a business Right, so we started making money. We learned more about business, dealing with people, how to set things up, and then we started CCN and Crep Chief. Yeah. And we we now have a full time business that we yeah. work on seven days a week. So bonkers, mm. absolutely bonkers. And that and that, I think that brings me to my next point, and this is something that I've always been interested in. And it's like, how did like this entrepreneurship and this business like start for you as like a person, Tom? Like, what was like one of the first ever things that you felt was like entrepreneurial that you did, or like you know, where did it all start for you? You went to uni, didn't you? I did, yeah. Would you recommend university? Uh, blanket answer is probably not going to be well received in one direction or the other. If I had my time again, I because I'm old, yeah. when I went, it was cheaper. So the government gave me like maintenance grant, loans, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't come out with four million pounds worth of debt. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, I came out with 10, 10 grand of debt, I think. In total. I only just paid wow. it off, actually. Really? Only just? Not because, not because, uh, yeah, know, but just because I could have just because dragged- I just dragged it out. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to go and do a degree that's like meaningful and you think, do you know what? I can walk into any employer down the line and they're going to look at the, my CV and see that degree and it's going to do me some good in most rooms I walk into. Mm. Great. Mm. Probably, yeah, give it a while. At least you can put off real life for another but, three okay, years. Okay, so we're talking about entrepreneurial stuff. What do you recommend going to uni for business? A business degree, mm. probably not. I agree. And that as well. might be quite unpopular. Yeah, I agree as well. Nothing against anyone with a business degree. I didn't actually study business. My my best mate at uni actually did uh, half business, half law. I did law, full law, and he did the business. So that's stuff, like he, a career that you have to yeah. go Walked to uni it. for. He just said it was. A, he said it was borderline coloring in. He said it was the easiest <laughs> thing in the world, and it was all common sense. I think yeah. skills that you know, if you've got passion for it, it will just come naturally to you. Uh, there's obviously loads of stuff in business that they teach you in a business degree, so I'm not putting it down completely. But yeah. I think 
um very definitely if you're that mindset just get stuck in there's no time like the present yeah. don't literally rack up tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt unless you absolutely want to go to uni mm. so uni chaos my advice would be actually if you don't want to get stuck into full-time work and you don't want to go and get trapped in a career straight away and you can afford to go and you mm. don't mind coming out the other end and thinking that cost me tens of thousands and it didn't really get me anywhere yeah. but at least i've had a laugh if you don't mind that then just go to uni yeah. just put off your yeah. life because real life most of it's quite boring <laughs> so what did you study at uni well, i did law yeah, I did and, a law degree. And did so after that, following on from your law degree, did you go into law and things like I that? I went to law school after that. I originally yeah. wanted to do totally different to flipping trainers and PS5s. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to go, you know, do you ever watch the bill? Probably a little bit. Nah. I've seen time. a thing. I've seen a yeah. couple of it. Before, this show 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, basically just a police program. You know, the, the solicitors in police yeah, stations yeah. and they tell whoever it is, a scumbag there, say no comment. I wanted to do police station duties, like solicitor. Really? That's what I wanted to do. Because I didn't want to go into an office every day. I didn't want routine. Yeah. You know, those guys, they get call outs to different police stations. You meet someone, there's always interesting stuff going yeah. on. There's always a tale. So that's what I wanted to do. But when I came out of law school, the funding had been completely stripped out of it. Really? It's government funded. Um, so I was left thinking, what am I going to do? Um, and I did, uh, not sure how much I can say of this. Uh, a couple of years after law school, I had a couple of years running my own business. I wasn't selling drugs, by the way. I know you're all probably thinking <laughs> I, was selling drugs. I wasn't. I wasn't selling drugs, um, but I, I ran various like import stuff. I was yeah. selling stuff. I w- didn't run it all particularly officially. Um, it was all kind of a little bit off grid. Wasn't drugs, I promise. Actually, <laughs> was it? I'm not just saying. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we believe you, Tom. No, I genuinely wasn't. I make it sound like I was yeah, a drug yeah. dealer. No, I actually wasn't. Um, you just got that new Range Rover, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, not not all blacked out. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. um, but I just I was just scratching around actually just doing some reselling yeah. and just messing around like buying, buying and sell selling high. stuff importing stuff some Alibaba stuff you know like a bit like drop shipping of, and stuff like that yeah well. yeah except it was coming to me like stacks of it in my mum's house and I was just punting through so Alibaba uh, DHK that kind of rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the way back then we're talking like yeah. 1944 like years <laughs> and years back right just for the war um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do because yeah. this career that I kind of thought I wanted to do fallen away um, and I ended up just going into finance. Really? Yeah. So you were just like dabbling in like buying and selling dropshipping. And then after you was like buying and selling dropshipping, you went into finance after that. Yeah. I, and around that time, I set up a fitness company with my brother. But I think the real kind of my mum, when I was growing up, she would always have, she'd always be like, have a, like a market stall. And she'd always just have some tat that she'd got yeah. from somewhere and she'd have a market store and she'd be punting she'd always, <laughs> she'd always be punting stuff around yeah, the yeah, place yeah. and she's always up to something she'd always have boxes of something in the house so random that, stuff yeah and like, i think that just got ingrained when i was younger like we didn't we don't like we didn't like suffer growing up yeah like, we mm-hmm. were fine like we had everything we needed but like it wasn't kind of you know there wasn't money flying around all over the place and she was always up to something like my dad lost his job so she was always punting and like trying to kind of make money out of stuff and i think i kind of learned from her mm. so me and my brother at school i remember we'd go to uh kingston market and we'd buy all the multi-pack like yeah borderline yeah, yeah. gone off stuff <laughs> like packaged like biscuits away yeah, and then like flogging nothing. them out of lockers at school probably you boys did similar like yeah, i think yeah. it's yeah, yeah, will, will stuff like that will used to sell like chocolate bars coke cans things like that but yeah not, very basic not for business. resale but like nah, nah, no 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 fine. everyone's Definitely making a saving you're making a turn 69p on the can we charge it according to school perfect i mean i know i know some corner shops like that to be fair <laughs> um, so yeah I was kind of doing that at school and whatever like usual kind of stuff but um, yeah I just I just didn't want routine I didn't want to just every single month know exactly what I was going to earn and have like an absolute ceiling you know when you're in a yeah. full time job you kind of 
think ahead. You wish your life away in a way. And you're like, how much am I going to earn this year? How much am I going to earn next year? What's my boss earning? Like, if I really play my cards right, yeah. that's the most I'm ever going to earn. And that, that no, scares it's, it's, me. It's the salary increases. Like, you could be working for like two years and then you get like a, I don't, well, I don't even know what like salary increases are in like normal jobs, like full time. But like, say you go from like 32K to 34K. Like, it's not like. After tax. I mean, yeah, you know, it's great, obviously, but. Like, and it took you two years to like earn an extra 2K a year. Mm. Like, that's a. Like you could have done, could have done that much easier by yeah. doing your own thing. Like, yeah, hundred percent. It just the whole thing scared me. The routine side of things scared me. And I, I got into finance, and I just remember day one thinking, people do this for forty years. Yeah. Like the same chats, the yeah. go to the water cooler, the Monday morning chat, the Friday afternoon chat. Mm. Just couldn't do it. It was just driving me insane. It was like Groundhog Day every single week. So, um, I had the fitness business on the side. And then just slowly started using my social following to try and get into as many So how did you build a social following just for YouTube? It was fitness originally. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just at Instagram. I set up Instagram in 2012. Um, and I had a fraternity of like young guys that are into fitness. Yeah. Sounds creepy now I've said it like that. But <laughs> it was just like blokes that were into the gym mm. that were that kind of following me at the time. And I was gym really, bros. really into watches as well. So I did a bit of watch content. I realized that these young blokes, they like the gym. A lot of them also like watches. Yeah. And then when I had, I mean, I didn't have a massive watch collection. They like kind of Bell and Ross and kind of the lower, the lower nice stuff, but not mm. like the, the mental stuff. Yeah. Um, and I bought a Porsche Boxster and I did kind of an occasional Instagram snap with that and mm. people seemed to like it. So I thought, I'm onto something here. Like, like you know, these guys like this stuff. I like this stuff too. How can I make prattling around with nice stuff that I like a job? Mm. Uh, and I already had <laughs> the followers there. So they, they came across the car stuff and I started car videos in like 2015 maybe, 2016 mm. possibly. So do you think that's where like you've seen like the most like boom in terms of like business when you started like making this kind of like, social content, things like that or? Yeah. You was a popular character before you actually had your own channel, weren't you? Like you was on featuring on um, Supercars London. Yeah. There was a couple others that you was on. You so had the RS7. Yeah, that was a freebie um, from Audi. That was a freebie. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they're particularly pleasing me revving at people in London. It's the last car I How got. How did that come about? How did you get, end up getting a free RS7? Uh, just like, because they've always got press cars in their yeah. fleet. They just give it out to people kind of with a bit of a following, a bit of influence. And I was kind of a little city boy then. So they delivered it to my office actually on my birthday out of the UK. That's They're a wicked wow. bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um, they just kind of turned up and RS7 was delivered. I mean, for a few weeks, I think, actually. I think yeah. the first time that I uh, remember seeing you was uh, when you picked up your G63. Yeah, I remember that. That was when in the, the old automotive car days where all the automotive YouTubers all spoke to each other. And yeah. Like, actually, it was like a like click. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Where everyone, like, hated each other on the sly. Um, <laughs> not that I hate anyone. Um, so we, everyone went to collect a G63. Yeah. Polish and Glow. Is that around here? Is they still no, going? They yeah, Polish and Glow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so you, them, them big ass towers that you see on yeah. the way into Manchester, that, that's where Polish and Glow was. Like, yeah. the, the shop's still there, like, but it's, it's a car park now, the front of it and stuff. Oh, mega. And, and Westgate VIP, I think, was where I got my G63 from. It was like a VIP Merc deal. So I got it around the corner. We all slogged up here all day. Like, all Wild. of ourselves here to come and collect the G63. You had a Richard Millen as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I actually did. Yeah, Rose Gold RM11. An RM11. What did you pay for it? 46. Pull that now. What did you sell it? 52. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what they are now? I, I actually yeah. couldn't pick a figure, but it's got to be like... Last time I looked, it's around quarter of a mil. Yeah. And I haven't looked since. <laughs> yeah. yeah, glad you find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, seeing I Yanni buy the RM11 as well from Harrods. He paid 96 grand for it. 
That's bonkers, isn't it? But yeah. no one knew because I, yeah. I bought that and nothing's changed because I was completely on the breadline. I had G sixty three and an RM, but literally nothing in the bank. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> completely overstretching <laughs> back there. Exactly the same. As long as you look like a millionaire, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the only thing that counts. If it looks like if you look rich online, then that's that's all that matters. But my mum told me she said like the fitness business was going well, and I, yeah. my, my job was okay. I was making all my right money out of it. Um, and she said, you can't go around doing this sort of thing. I didn't bring you up like this. You know, we, we, we <laughs> no way. Like, I didn't bring you up to country. raise you like a prat driving. No luxury items. Like, we weren't about labels. Like just literally like tiny TV. Like the house was like quite scruffy. It wasn't like, you know, like there wasn't a flashy like yeah. brand mm. orientated um, upbringing. So she was like, I didn't bring you up like this. You know, you're, you're making good money now. Just put it into property. Stop being, stop being a prat basically. Mm. Um, and she bored and then Tom went nope <laughs> no I didn't the worst thing I've ever done was listen to her actually wow on that front I had a, the, the RM I had a blue 5711 Patek which I paid 14k for oh <laughs> we're talking about a different time boys this was 2015 <laughs> oh, oh my no. god yeah 2015 they were... so on the back of this what was like what was fun in all this just like LNDM and or was, was LNDM not a thing uh, then LNDM oh. LDNM, sorry. Yeah, you know, you got the letters. It's fine. It <laughs> Basically, yeah. LDNM, yeah, that yeah. was doing that was doing really well. That was like absolutely booming. Like we kind of national TV, like they, like. There's a lot of articles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. We, we were absolutely flying. Like those days, we were we were churning, we're having it off. Um, uh, day job was going all right, uh, and I think that was pretty much all I was doing at that yeah. point. But have that you ever actually said what your day job is? Or have you always just said city job? It's kind of legal-ish based. It's mm. never like, you know, it's not all for Wall Street. Every, it feels like everyone thinks you work on like a trading floor. That's why it seems like, buy, sell, sell, <laughs> buy, like making billions. But if I was doing that, would I be making two Bob videos for a living? Probably not. <laughs> like, realistically, I wouldn't be to, like dabbling. And yeah. trying, you know, I think I find a lot of these kind of uh, chats about being an entrepreneur like a little bit awkward because I don't, I don't want anyone thinking that I think I've smashed it and like I'm here yeah. to give out advice and I'm yeah. you know billionaire you know I've I've tried I've done all right mm -hmm. like there's, I've learned some stuff along the way I've got a lot wrong um but yeah very definitely now the day job's just incredibly boring incredibly dull and I yeah. think anyone you know is watching this that's actually seen me in the office and actually has seen what I do for a living will will be able to vouch for that <laughs> yeah it's pretty turd like, it's not it's not great um, but yeah, my my mum forced me to sell my watches, but she didn't force me. She said, "Look, you know, sell all this rubbish, put it into put it into your first property, like buy a property." So I was living at home at the time till I was yeah. like mid twenties. Um, we had like I lost my dad, so we just stayed. Me and my brother just stayed at home. We we stayed there for a little bit longer than we should have done. But she said, you know, put money into property. Yeah, like in her head, she was like, property is the way to make money. Not that she's ever. She's not it's property. It's, it's she just property. knew that property, you know, put money in. It's a stable business. Yeah. Um, so I got rid of my watches and bought a uh, buy to let, bought a house. Mm -hmm. uh, worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down the worst thing I've done. Blue AP, Blue Patek and Gold Armour. You, only, you only paid like 8K for your AP or something like that, didn't you? Six when grand unpolished off eBay, full yeah. set. The, the 39 mil Blue Dial one. <laughs> that watch Six market grand. used to be crazy, man. Sold it That's for nine. Insane. I bought two rose gold 39 mil APs nine grand each oh my wow. god so what photos of me wearing them yeah blue five seven eleven <laughs> no one knew what it was though yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was really niche back then like watch people like nerds knew about it yeah, yeah. like no one would be like oh sick patek no one no one knew yeah, the yeah. most they'd say nice ap about the patek hmm. <laughs> yeah it was, it was a different time is that a rolex i should have <laughs> just held on to them i held on to two mm -hmm. i held on to my kermit submariner and i've got a bright green day date you know with the stellar enamel dial. yeah, 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 yeah. still got those rung the bell on them but i didn't let go of those kept all the kermit when you could pay the same price probably for a 
DAP that's worth like 60-ish. Oh, no, absolutely mental. That's yeah. so sad. But I suppose it is what it is. And like it's one just thing in that, hindsight. You I've never told her either. I've never told her you've cost me four hundred pounds. I literally could have just. Like, She's about to find out after this. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want any of my nonsense. <laughs> She's sick of me. But yeah, I think I think that's a massive thing that like we try and like say in CCN, and that is like, especially in the NFT game, it's a very similar thing. You know, people might like sell low. Like one guy today, I don't know if you spoke to him at the meet. Um, he basically come down. He was a Crepe Not Five member. He was an NFT member as well. He basically minted a Moonbirds NFT. Uh, he paid two and a half F for it. Um, he ended up selling it for nine F. The day later, it was thirty F. So for people who don't know, that's like seventy five grand, eighty grand. How much is thirty F? Oh yeah, three thousand dollars. So they went up to hundred grand, and he sold it for like eighteen grand, twenty grand. I think with that day later, well, there's like, always a phrase ish. though, like you'll never go broke taking a profit. We'll talk about watches, won't we? So we'll, I'll, um, we'll ask some more questions about watches. Yeah, go. So, um, what do you think of the way that the AD situation is at the moment? Like, how do you feel about the way that they treat customers in terms of like the wait lists and like I've from my experience of like talking to people, I've been told that oh, ADs are rude. I don't really like going into anymore. I just prefer going to the grey market because I just get treated badly when I go into store. Is that something that you've experienced or? Yeah, I mean, it's a variety <laughs> of different characters. Uh, you know, it's all an individual basis. Some guys in ADs are great. I mean, guys and girls. Um, but yeah, I've experienced it all. Some are complete pigs. But I think they're faced with an impossible situation, you know, especially if a lot of them, not, they're not watch people. They don't actually like watches. They're just there just doing a job. They don't care where the watches go really as long as they don't get publicly resold yeah. and they don't get caught out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do. I've had a really good experience with AP House. Okay. The girls in there are really nice. Uh, guys as well, actually. One or two chaps in there are really nice. Um, they're like real good like watch people. Mm. They like watches. They've liked watches for years. They're really knowledgeable. It's good to go and like chat to them. But some of the high street kind of churners, some of the guys in there... Watches of Switzerland. Yeah, they're they're appalling. <laughs> is that your AD? No, we're gonna no, have to no. cut that out. No, 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 no. no. Okay, yeah. So watches yeah. Switzerland, absolutely. As appalling. Goldsmiths. Um, but you know, and I'm not saying the watches of Switzerland do, but there's a lot of backhanders going on and just yeah. like nonsense and and all this kind of yeah. skullduggery going on. And uh, you know, I don't know anyone that's getting allocated any of the difficult to get pieces that isn't flipping them. Okay. That's interesting. So I don't know much about that's so, so, Apart like, from you that. boys, obviously. The, yeah. Yeah, so like, like even our friend Sam got um he got a green face Daytona the other week. And um I can't even say it because nah. I, I can't even Start say again. it. So I don't know much about like watching Switzerland, like what what what's the jig? Like what what well what's like what's like the deal beyond watching Switzerland? Have they got well, like, Tom, a notorious Tom's, bad name? Tom's out of I've had a bit of a shocker with them. Yeah. Have yeah. I've been a client for years of theirs. Yeah. And because I've got uh, a stake in Grail Watch Club, which is like just a raffle yep. business, they flagged me as a reseller. What? So I've been buying watches for years. I've bought, I've bought like real, like things that they can't sell, like yeah. Tudor P01s. <laughs> I've bought because I like them, because yeah. I'm actually really boring. Like I like. Were you genuinely into stuff. watches? Yeah, I like, I'm, yeah, proper like yeah. watch bore. I mean, I like that. You boys. Uh, Confused faces when I walked up. Looks like this. a fucking printer, mate. But, yeah, but I <laughs> love it. Calculator like, on your wrist. Anyway, anyway, I've, I've been buying watches for years. I've, I've had a Pepsi off from loads of stuff, yeah. which I've still got everything that I've ever got off them. Never single churned a single one on the raffle company, but they've just they've just been pigs. Wow. Pigs. So was that your AD was before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back thing. to square one on, on that front, um, which is you know symbolic. It is, yeah, and also just 
I've been spending with them for a while. Like we all got on. I just don't. I just don't understand the the beef. The, yeah. there, was, there was a level of thought that needed to go into the decision that just wasn't there. Um, no one broached it with me. I just found mm. out. So, so when you was when we was talking before about the Patek and the APs and stuff, was you buying them at, um, in store or was you buying them like from a grey dealer? 2015, 2016, I was just buying them grey. They were cheaper grey. They were mm. available all over the place. You know, a white five seven eleven was eleven grand. It's a joke. That's ridiculous. But there were still good things to be had. Uh, even sort of two years ago, three years ago, I bought the the FP Jean. Do you know the little quartz one? I don't know if you boys have seen that. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I paid 10 grand for that and they're now, you know, 50 odd. There were still okay. good things to buy. Yeah. Kind of, I thought we'd go more into the independent brand. So I've kind mm. of did pick up some okay bits and bobs. But um, yeah, the AD situation, it's impossible for them. And it's impossible as a, as a collector to actually get yeah. the right stuff without um, just being a bit creepy and a bit weird. I know guys that go into their dealer, you know, once a week, go in there for coffee with them. Yeah. Take yeah. them out. Time for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have time. Like, I'm busy, like, my job isn't flipping watches. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of the guys that are doing that week in, week out, really massaging that's their job. Yeah, and the dealer should be thinking, Why is this guy in here so often? Yeah, because he's churning. This is he's seeing this, he's on the clock. Mm. Um, you know, so many guys I know that are just uh, are doing that. Um, it's a similar situation with maybe like um the car market as well like there's people that like like mercedes will sell yeah. the same guy like four g-wagons in one month and you can't like, get a g-wagon for like yeah, no, nothing, 12 no, months envelope yeah. jobs. just mm. envelopes out the door mm. out the back door it's interesting because they're like so against like backdooring it but yet they're basically backdooring it themselves like yeah you know they're letting people like massage and like you said and let them like yeah. you know like let people do favors for them and then they get them in return but then the numbers are so big now you know you you, you flip a nautilus for example you know that's not funny that's not two grand you know yeah, yeah. it's no. It's an 80, 100 grand flip. I mean, for the for the entry level ones, but some mm. of the big stuff. And your investment isn't even close to the profit that you're putting in, like you're getting Not out of it as close. well. Most people could scratch around, extend an overdraft, whack out yeah. an extra 10 grand and, and chuck it into a watch to, to go and you know make 10 times that. It's, it's bonkers. And I see why people do it. Mm. I, I don't it's, have... It's a difficult concept for someone to like not do like in a, in a way, yeah, isn't it? Like, because like if you, if you put, well, you put 30 grand into a... Greenface Daytona, and you sell it on the market for 110 grand now. A brand 20, brand new 2022. Bonkers. Like that's a huge come up. Yeah. That's a huge come up. And you can't blame people for trying it, particularly people that aren't into watches. They don't care about watches. They've never cared. That mm. it's like me buying a graphics card and selling it on. Yeah. There's some people that are heavily passionate about graphics cards and presumably. gaming and things like that. Yeah. And they must kind so of do with crypto ga- uh, the graphics cards and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, helps like mining or something like that. I don't. I'm not too into it myself. I don't know, can't like educate everyone, but I believe it's to do with like crypto mining. Chaos. Um. Yeah, churns apparently. But you can't blame people for trying. Like they're not. Yeah. They're not into watches. They don't care for them. It's just a. It's just a churn. Yeah. You know, and they've got buckets of of you know cash flow that they can go in and buy a set of diamond earrings to massage the dealer and yeah. then get a Daytona out of it. And they've worked out the diamond earrings cost five bags. Give it to the missus. They're happy with that. And then they get twenty up on a Daytona. Mm. You can you see why it goes too? on. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't, in all honesty, say that like I hate people for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone's got their own reasons and their own passions, and if people don't like the watches enough to keep them, then it is annoying. As a collector that wants stuff, it's a pain in the ass. Obviously, yeah, it completely mm. ruin the whole thing. But then it also helps with the demand for that particular piece. As much as like everyone's like a look at like a a green a, a rose gold anniversary day date they used to be sat in the shops all the time yeah. and then they sold out and now everyone wants one it used to be the role the, the, the rule anything gold avoid it you know mm. if you wanted to take a complete bath 
just buy it used. Yeah. yeah. Anything gold, you just buy it used, unworn. That was the only thing you needed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but now even the gold stuff's gone crazy. You can't buy anything from like Rolex anymore. Exhibition, everything. Every, you go, you've got to goldsmiths in the Travel Centre now, and there's only exhibition pieces available to, to like. We've got so many anything. new people in the watch market. People that just since you know, COVID, what, what massively. What do you think's caused that though? Like, what do you think's caused everyone to like? Boredom, bounce back loans, and you know just inflation meaning that people's cash is worth less people mm-hmm. just putting it into yeah into different asset classes and also an excess excess in disposable income yeah also mm. instagram actually oh i think though i think like the way that um rappers and that kind of industry banging on about it footballers rapper yeah. banging on look at patek hmm that and is fast becoming a, a, a rapper and a footballer brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As much as Protect don't want to think it, you know, and they're actually trying to counteract that because they're not bring they didn't bring out sports watches and watches and wonders. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing sports. They just they yeah. dodged the whole thing. Um, that's what they're. That's what's happening. It's very interesting, and we've seen a kind of similar thing happen with like mids and things like that, didn't we? Like this, mids. yeah, stuff like that. Mm. Like you know, we see like rappers and like TikTokers and that, like you know, like making it more public and that. And then before you know it, these like every single pair of like nice mids is going for like way overs. What a mid? Sorry, I'm like Jordan so, one. Do you know, like Jordan ones. They do like a little lower version, yeah. um, but it's still a Jordan one. So that you've got lows. Are these Jordan ones are these dunks. The dunks. dunks. The Jordan one lows. And then you've got like a full on Jordan one, which is like the the old ones that you've got. And then you've got one that's like in between as well. Yeah. It's got like a slanted like back. Uh, A lot of girls wear them. Um, It's mostly the girls that were buying them up to be fair. But uh, it's a massive thing. Like you couldn't buy Jordan ones. So everyone started buying Jordan one mids. Yeah. And like, just like, it's like, it's like, like, like you said, as the more it comes into pop culture, the more like rappers and that people start wearing it, you know, just (coughs) increases the demand Mm. in that long run. Look at Richard Mill. Only reason that's yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely skyrocketing. We was talking to one of uh, to our website guy, and he did a similar thing. He bought one just through like he's he like does racing and things like that, and he ended up buying one for racing. And then before he knew it, it's for three hundred and fifty grand. I think he paid like eighty. Sixty no paid for it at least. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you can wear it anywhere in the UK. <laughs> no, anywhere. But, literally, yeah. Well, I, 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 cruising about with like four hundred k on your wrist is just like it's not. It's just targeting it. Isn't yeah, you literally watch screaming, rob me. Like the so small. If you're in, if well, you're in them like luxury places, but even still, like cities are always going to be like that. But if you're on like you're on the beaches, like like a place like Saint Tropez, you probably you're alright in the Richards. South but, of France, I know. forget Dude. it, mate. Monaco, fine. Anywhere else, forget it. Think you're so. off your rocker. Yeah, yeah. So at Saint Tropez, there's been a huge, huge problem. Monaco's proper safe. Like you could literally leave it on the floor. <laughs> Borderline, mate. You'd be all right. Um, but anywhere outside of Monaco, Nice, Marseille, yeah. Saint Tropez. Yeah. Dubai's the one where you're getting nicked as well. The you reckon you get nicked in Dubai? Yeah, yeah, loads. Defo. You know some people who actually got nicked themselves to get jumped on that, don't Yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. had some AP stuck in Dubai. Oh, Defo. Look at the people that go to Dubai. Like, no, but it's it's the Brits, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the people that go to Five Palm that are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Right. Oops. <laughs> uh, no Five Palm sponsor for Tom. No, no Five Palm sponsor. They're, they're not the That's the most <laughs> influencer place in the world. Like. Yeah, it's hell. But uh, it's interesting you say that. I thought Dubai was really, really safe. No, it's right. It depends. It depends what it. kind of no, like. Not. I reckon it depends what kind of places you're carrying yourself around. If you're if you're in like penthouse in at five pound and that, bro, there's definitely like 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 we was talking about before. Like it's just full of like drug dealers and scammers and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So those are the kind of people that are, are buying really really expensive watches, and then you've got them kind of people that want to have them watches as well. Yeah. To they'll come over and they'll just take them because when I I've, I've been to Dubai, I've not seen police anywhere, anywhere. 
Literally, uh, I I can't think of a time I went for, I went for six days last year. Didn't see a single police officer. The supercar out the side of the mall that looks like a police <laughs> yeah. car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the watch safety thing. I put like all the reason I didn't wear anything expensive today. All my watches in a vault under a bank. I've just mm. put them all away because just whilst I work out where I'm going to be over the next yeah. couple of years, I'll, I will occasionally go and get one out for an event or something. But what do you see, Richard Mulgoon? Do you think the hype will maintain like to what I it think is? They'll soften. I do think they'll soften. Well, the uh, watch market's just taken a little correction this past like month or two. Yeah, the top's crumbling off some of the really punchy prices. I think the sale prices are remaining the same. I think where you know a Patek was being listed for four hundred k, it was selling for three hundred. Mm. I think now it's being listed for three hundred fifty k, but it's probably still selling for roughly the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think the tops coming off those really silly. That was just a, there was a you know like was a, a huge post Christmas like yeah. it just went crazy. Like stainless steel Daytona's going up to like forty five grand. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. that's ridiculous. When I understand the concept of like, okay, so if Patek goes up in value, AP has to go up in value because you just can't yeah. have that gap being so yeah. big, um, and it doesn't make sense to have a gap that big between the watches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the going like stainless steel Daytona at forty five grand on the watch is what? What do they cost? Eleven at list, something like that. Up yeah, about eleven now. But I think you'll stupid. see, like with the car market, I think you'll see uh, the the kind of the modern overproduced dross that has like uh artificial scarcity like your daytonas your submariners they're not rare yeah yeah i mean go to any bar around here any bar in london you know yeah. every every bloke's got one on mm. all of them they're, they're not rare same with the nautilus you know tens of even st- even the simple stuff like the oyster perpetuals as well like they're not rare watches no like they're the- not rare if you go to you know any of these main dealers you know like trotters have always got loads of stock they've, they've got piles of these things yeah mm. piles and piles and it, all it takes is is for those guys to get squeaky bum on their WhatsApp group and group, go, yeah. I'm dumping my stock. Yeah. And suddenly you've got 300 submariners on the market in the UK overnight. And you, you, you know, they're never going to be worth 50p. Yeah. They'll go down a few grand. Yeah. You know, you're not going to lose your life over it. But you know, all it takes is, you know, for people to get, you know, expensive cost of living going up, whatever, whatever, mm. get squeaky bum. And then they start chum churning their watches as well so those watches i think they're at risk they could crumble yeah you know, 10 20 quite happily but your really iconic vintage stuff there's the kind of stuff where you can't find another one or mm. there's two in the world for sale yeah from yeah. people that have 100 m in the bank yeah that yeah. aren't going to move on price, price don't yeah. need to sell it they'll be fine and we saw that cartier crash the other day sell for 1.5 it did yeah yeah, yeah. you know what everything everyone's kind of a bit worried about what's it's going a beautiful on. watch yeah but you know your high-end modern nautiluses yeah. that are still in production that kind of stuff you know they, they might soften a bit but i don't think it's gonna be a crash it's like I say. 57 11s are like what 250 ish now like the, the rose gold ones like mm. they used to just they were 70 80 for yeah. a long time and then they just rot, they got discontinued and now they were 200 grand on top like, i think things are just gonna get a little tiny bit more sensible they're still gonna remain completely mm-hmm. overinflated as far as I'm yeah concerned. that end of the market's not gonna be too bothered about yeah, their heating bill going up, but yeah, that's my thoughts. But probably wrong. Sure. What do you think about like electric cars and things like that? Yeah, are you a fan? Yeah, yeah. I think you'd be mad to sink like serious dollar into one now, unless yeah. you're just doing it for the tax. The only reason people are buying Taycans is for, for tax benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the corporation tax thing. There's a nice car as well. Yeah, it's a nice car, nice. but no, no one's spending 150 grand. On possibly OS unless they've got a tax bill they want to drill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's possibly one of the nicest. Le- it's possibly one of the nicest electric cars out there. It uh, is, but then I don't know why they went with a saloon. Saloon's like a dead format of car. Mm, I think it's because it's more of like a family. It's like a family car, and a lot of old men are buying them. Like you know, it's just like but we see so many round ours. Yeah, like literally. literally right. pop, you ain't possible. got a congestion charge up here. What's nah. coming, there's one coming to town, I believe. Hans. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Am I being filmed, by the way? Is it on? Yeah, yeah it's well, on, I'm on, on. Okay. So, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tykins. So was Manchester City Council. <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought they was like stopping doing that. I believe right. that. I believe they're imposing it. Tiny little charge they bring in, and everyone thinks, ah, oh, three pounds. That's okay. I don't mind about that. It's only those roads. And then suddenly it'll be ten more roads, mm. and then it'll yeah. be a tenner, and then it'll be fifteen quid, and then there'll be a ULES zone, and then that zone will look what they did with London. Just follow how that went. Yeah, they've like, yeah, they've been complete pigs. <laughs> it's yeah. Is a bit of a joke. You guys have got it coming. I know. Hopefully don't buy not. an electric car yet, though. If you don't, if you don't need to, like, it's not going to make it a bit much yeah. difference. Don't do. put from we were, on, we were on about these the other day. We were saying that, like, you know, like they're probably going to hold value well. But then, if you actually think about it, they're doing everything in the power to literally make as many electric cars as possible. So, if anything, they're going to absolutely like. Well, we were saying, we were saying the other day, yeah, stopping petrol and diesel car sales in twenty thirty, aren't they? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which it's is not, not too long eight away. Years, eight years no, left. Not the sale of brand new cars. You'll still be able to drive your petrol cars around. Yeah. Mm. And I think the demand for petrol will obviously fall, so price will probably go with it, I suspect. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I drive an electric car, most days. Yeah. I actually really like it. I've got a Polestar 2. It's really good. I do think, though, I wouldn't be sinking 150 grand into a Taycan um, unless I wanted to drill my tax bill. Uh, I just think battery tech's going to take such a leap yeah. in the next three to five years. You know, these early electric cars are going to be, you know, not lemons, but, you know, like... It's probably what we've seen with phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But like, yeah, like the iPod, you know, like... Rapid innovation. We're, we're going to see such rapid development, you know. Mercedes have already got a concept car that can do a thousand kilometers or whatever in one yeah. charge. Um, so I think having a car that does 200 miles on a charge now, that you've mm. put 150 grand into it, whatever, however many miles it takes, does 300. Um yeah, but most people just lease them, I guess. So. What do you? Yeah. How do you feel about? Um, oh, I, was, I forgot what I was gonna say. I can't remember. Oh, so um, like sports cars being electric, like you, like are you? Is Have that you something you'd be interested in? Like too? sports cars or anything like that? Electric sports cars? No, my Polestar's quick. I do enjoy it. But like something that's like dedicated to being like a sports car, like a Ferrari made an electric I've car. I've driven the Formula E racing car. What am I on about? Oh yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's fun. It's like a go kart. There's no gears. It's just yeah. Ah. Mm. yeah it's good it's fun i like it obviously i like noise i'm like petrol hand but like yeah it's good it's got a place it's like saying you know you can only like one brand of of, mm. of watch yeah. you know or you can only like chronograph watches you like yeah you yeah. can appreciate both you don't have to like one and hate the other yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i do appreciate like, mm. a decent electric are you find like remac and stuff yeah, what they're doing is unbelievable. Mm. I mean, terrifying pace. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Terrifyingly quick cars. Yeah, like painfully fast. Have you had any like bad experiences with electric cars, anything like that? Uh, I'm not very organized, so I find charging it a struggle. Like, I don't have the right cards and whatever, and like yeah. charging points being bust. So I'm very like methodical. I've got one charging station that I'll use, uh, and I'll travel to it, and I know that it's always working, and it's quite fast. Yeah. It's a rip-off, but I don't care. Uh, I just go there and I do it on like a Sunday night. I just go there and do that. And I charge my car for the week or the next three weeks and it's good. But yeah, if you're, I don't have home charging. Really? Why? Um, in London anyway. In the Cotswolds I do, but it's a slow uh, okay, charger. Okay, I can imagine, yeah. Testarossa is blocking the charger. It's just, a, I don't have an extension cord. It's just oh, no. The Testarossa is in the way. Oh, yeah, no. I know. It's just, you know, <laughs> some of us do have it quite tough. So just that <laughs> yeah. kind of thought. Do you have like a favourite car that you have in like the fleet at the moment? 997 GT3 RS. Really? Yeah, really? I really like it. It's manual. Yeah, it's manual. Yeah, yeah just in terms of like going for the weekend, like batting around, you know, country roads, that car's the, the nuts. But 992 Turbo S is the kind of do it all car. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's unbelievable. unbelievable. It's so quick as well. It's just such a great car in every which way. 
bar like you know four by fouring you can do yeah. pretty much everything in it or like moving house with it like everything else you can do um new range Rover is unbelievable I got it yesterday it's good first it's impressions car. are good it hasn't blown up hasn't broken down the wheels not yet jammed <laughs> the motorway. Well, it's, yeah not yet it's been not 24 yet. hours first 48 it might have blown up since all been nicked since, since i got it but my range is my range Rover's only been gone for about two months now yep, i have no months. foreseen date when it's coming back but yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen to you tom <laughs> my last one's been fine but everyone i speak to about range rovers say yeah good luck with that yeah, yeah. so i'm hoping i i strike lucky on this next one hopefully it's not a lemon but I think a lot of them are, which is quite sad. But oh, it's going to be a shame. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy how they have that reputation, and yet still, just one of the most purchased cars. This. I do actually think the technology in them is really good. Like, there's a lot of things in there. Apart from it, doesn't have no hot auto hold. That's not, does the new one have auto hold? Like, so if you like put your foot on the brake, it just like automatically like handbrakes, and you don't have to like leave your foot on the brake. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Ours doesn't have it, and I think it's the most. It's why does it not have it? Like every German car has it, but. This one doesn't have it. Yeah, but other than that, have it. Yeah, other than that, I think it's an amazing car. Everything in it is absolutely amazing. Like the, the, the it is. Yeah. It is. A, they, they, are, they do make lovely cars and fun cars. Like yeah. the SVR is a great car. Like Proper Yob's car, that. Proper Yobbo. <laughs> Proper Yobbo car. It's good. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Yeah, it's right. Get the little resonator delete and off you go. Nah, putting that back in. <laughs> oh, you got it already? <laughs> That's why it's gone because it basically got sold to us with, it had like a res delete on it, but like we bought it from Land Rover and it's like, it's like totally stock, but it turned out it did actually have one. It's in for oh, one to work, isn't it? Yeah, so, so well, the DPF's gone now because of the Resolute. So, well, the OPF delete. So, that's why it's gone. But, there you go. Cheers, Land Rover. Thanks, guys. Didn't they try and charge you for it as well? Yeah, they tried to. They tried to say, yeah, we modified it, but pff, we haven't. It's hard to prove. I know it is hard to prove, and especially because we're young as well. I think it's probably a bit <sighs> yeah. of a... It's probably a bit of a nightmare from the public. It's like, yeah, these yobos. <laughs> they just done it, and now yeah, it's broken. Now they're trying to get it back. I, I wouldn't believe you, to be fair. Nah. But no, nah, it actually did happen, so... Mm. Chaos. Other than that, have you got any like dream cars, like anything that you'd love to have in your lifetime? I would love uh, Pagani, Huayra. Really? I think they're sick. They're so Alejandro Salamandrans, the one that he had. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I'm not a big avid viewer of like any YouTube channels at all, mm. but like, yeah, I, was, I follow him on Instagram, man. I've, yeah, he, had a, he used to have an unbelievable I Huayra. missed the heyday when he sprayed his CGT. Like, he was a trailblazer. Like, yeah. Trailblazer. He was doing everything before he was anyone a wild else. Guy. Like I don't even know if he does YouTube off. now. He does Spanish. Is it Spanish YouTube now? Yeah, I think he he, he just made so much money. He's just giving it. He just. I follow he's him just on doing Twitter. Whatever he wants. I follow him on Twitter, and he only talks about NFTs on Twitter now. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, that's yeah. Really? Yeah. He doesn't do it. Literally, that's the only thing he talks he's about. He's always on been quite ahead of the game, though. Like, he made like serious money, I think. Mm. From mm. what I can gather, seems very switched on from what he's I from from really the nice. garage. It seemed like he made serious yeah. money. He's a couple of million pound cars here and there, driving about daily. He sprayed a CGT paint. Yeah. Rude. That's criminal. <laughs> Ruby star it was quite cool yeah it's, but, it's like, an yeah. iconic colorway though yeah. like but he was ahead of the game that was years ago mm. yeah, he's a cool guy. yeah he is a cool guy um anyone any other questions boys <coughs> covid yeah have you have you ever sold a car that you wish you hadn't um yeah i've sold two f12s now i just got rid of the second one regret it already um that's about it buy an a12 no, they're pumped. They're they're an example of something that's going to come up a little bit. Like, whilst it's not going to ruin my life losing 20, 30 grand on a car, I'm just, Is if I can choose it? not to, I'm going to Yeah, yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not going to choose the pain. It's a lovely car, though. They're mega. Yeah. They are they're mega. unbelievable. Yeah, Comte's only sick, but I'm never going to get an adequate one. Ferrari are turds. 
Have you had any like? Have you had any like unique Ferrari allocations? Anything like that? Did you buy the Pista? Yeah, was that retail? I had to buy Lusso at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I lost a load of money on that, didn't you? Yeah. So to, go on, but what what happened with the 488? I, I had to buy a Lusso at the same time, so I actually took delivery of a Lusso and a Pista on the same day. But I didn't bother putting the Lusso in the video because <laughs> I was just sending it straight to the dealer. Okay. Uh, Did Ferrari know that? The okay that, that he was just going to send it straight to the I dealer. The dealers, I was going to do it. Hmm. They're like, no, okay. They just didn't care as long as yeah, they got the money. As long as I bought, oh, it doesn't go back into Ferrari system. <laughs> yeah, literally, they didn't. They didn't care at all. Um, and then I made a video saying that that's what had gone on. And then Ferrari basically like moaned and bitched and sent the dealer an email and like basically kind of told me off behind the scenes about it. Like, just dropped six hundred bags. You like calm down. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> who's buying a Ferrari knows that this is the game anyway. Yeah, like, like, it's not new information. Yeah. Um, but no, t- like the the guys at the dealership were really really cool. But in terms of the way the brand's operated, it's just so snotty. Yeah. It just you wouldn't let you film and stuff for your own car collection after you spent like what six hundred grand. Yeah, they told me off for filming. That's ridiculous. Uh, my car collection. Yeah, when I, I made delivery, sure there was, there was no customers in the in the footage. Anything like that. I was really respectful. You know, I was a big fan of the brand, but completely gone off them. They're making just hoovers now, anyway. So you seem to be buying a lot of modern car, uh, older cars nowadays. Is not like any modern cars that are piquing your interest. Not really, no. There's nothing coming out bar what Porsche are doing that I'm really that bothered about. The Aventador replacement, that'd be mega. Yeah. Um, to even get kind of a, an allocation or a slot, you know, Lambo want like 50 grand. They want to sell really? 50 grand for, well, it's probably going to be two years, three years. Wow. I mean, shove it for that. Right? Yeah, for two, three years. Yeah, no way. But the same with the STO. They wanted, I think it was 30 for that. For how long? To, to, to put your order in uh, would have been, you know, a year, 18 months. Shove it. No, you can't no do way. that to people. You can't yeah. hold that money for that long. It's to combat flippers, but people that are churning these things out the door, money isn't a barrier. Like, mm. Yeah, they've got a lot of money. They're they've gonna, got cash. Yeah. Yeah, people that are flipping houses, flipping cars, flipping watches, they've got that liquidity to yeah, do that. So 100%. you're not excluding only the people that are flipping. You're just excluding like loads of people. Yeah. Um, just out of principle, you're not having 30 grand for 18 months. Like, so much utility in that money. And no. it like it comes back to what you're saying before about like, you know, people like massaging like ADs and stuff, you know, the people who have actually got interest in buying the car, they'll be happily to put 30 grand down because they know they're going to make it back down the line. But the people who don't, like you said, are probably just going to, they're probably just putting off more people who actually want the car rather yeah, than... Yeah, yeah, 100%. If you know a car is going for, will go for big overs, you're not going to care about putting 30 grand down. No, no way. You want... So I think, you know, this basically concludes the end of the Crep podcast. I've got a couple final questions for Tom over here. Um, number one, have you got any major regrets that you think like people could learn? Any major mistakes and regrets that like people could learn from? Anything that's like, happened to you that like you wish you never did? Selling the watches that time. <laughs> Don't worst, listen to your mom. The worst investment you made Don't was listening to your mum. That's the overriding uh, ethos of this podcast. Don't listen to your mum. Uh, no, other than that, not really. I think um, everything's a lesson. Everything's an education. Um, even if it doesn't go your way, at least you know one way or the other. Yeah. So no, no major regrets. Nothing. Fingers crossed. I think it's the best way. Yeah. What's the worst investment you've actually made, like financially? Um, Car-wise, buying a, a Lusso. Uh, but actually the first house I bought, Yep. that hasn't been great. Not just the watch thing, but also they brought in an additional property stamp duty thing, which I'd been renting it out for three years. But the additional stamp duty that I had to pay on my second place because I owned the first one, yeah. mm. wiped out three years of rent. Wow. wow. So that was a waste. And capital gain has been 5%. And you have to deal with renters and... Yeah. yeah. Also, tenants. 
oh, my cooker's not working or whatever. <laughs> I think they've realised now I'm the worst landlord in the world, so they don't talk to me. Imagine TGB just being like, your landlord. Just YouTube it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know Google less than you about cookers. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Is it gas or electric? I don't know. Like, look look in the wall or the fuse box. Or, I don't know. Like, just, what's yeah. your nan? I don't know. <laughs> Adult leave sell kitchens. <laughs> like, just pay your rent. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, useless life lessons there. Mm. any any like words of wisdom for people out there you know who maybe aspire to be like yourself or you know aspire to be successful uh, <laughs> they probably said don't aspire to be like Tom X <laughs> don't aspire to I be think like a lot me. of people I, would I'm do. probably going to drop dead within the next five years <laughs> um, trying your best I'm trying my best like and you know I do I, I kind of try and be realistic online and like show what goes on behind the scenes but yeah I know it's easy to see like flashy cars and think, and like, oh, he's having it off. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I love a lot of what I do, but there's a lot of like nonsense that goes with it. And there's a lot of like hours and whatnot. Like I'm yeah. extremely lucky, but it's not all as um, fun as it might seem. There's a lot of aggro. Like my my outgoings are complete hell. I bought it all on myself, but yeah. you know, without that, there isn't, you know, there's, there's loads that go into it. But um, that's my roundabout way of saying um, it's probably not as much of a laugh as it seems. Yeah, so... <laughs> I guess it's kind it's of like, games, so you get into the game yeah. and you realize more money, more not. problems. That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, and actually, I know this is very like spiritual, but the only thing that's ever made me happy, apart from my lovely other half, is my dogs. Nice, really. Dogs, and then everything else like cars. Like cars are fun, but they don't make you happy. Yeah. Like watches are fun, but they don't make you happy. Having no a nice way. house is fun, but it doesn't make you happy. A dog will make you happy. So everyone go get a dog. Go rescue a dog. There we go. I think that sells it. Weird conclusion there. What's the <laughs> next dog? Week. What's the next dog you get? Uh, dog chat. We could do a whole po- podcast on this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to buy another house at the moment with like loads of grounds, and then I'm just going to get like ten of the buggers. <laughs> Ship them over from Romania. Get in. Ship them from Romania. <laughs> yeah, get them all in. UK rescue centres won't. Uh, actually, no. If I have a house, they will. But like, apartments, they just. They, yeah. They I was watching a documentary the other day, and it was about like stolen dogs and stuff like that, and a lot of them coming from like that way over in Europe, and it's like most people don't realise that the dogs like been a stolen dog. yeah. dogs yeah but if you get like a rescue dog then like hmm. yeah weird conclusion <laughs> anyway <laughs> I think dogs <laughs> <laughs> I know that is what it is but um, anyway I think that concludes the Crep Chief podcast for this episode with TG I really appreciate Thanks you coming guys, on it's been an absolute it. pleasure it's been amazing um, you've got an amazing story and um, I let wish us know you if you want part best. two yeah let us know people let us know if you want part two we're happy to get Tom on again and then we can chat some more wham yeah we're getting, but, some, we're getting some deep topics a bit deeper yeah but other than that, people, I will see everyone Next very, week. very, very soon. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.